a Radio 191 FM podcast. And now we're joined in the studio with the one and only Eliana Gray. Cha, cha, cha. Hello. Hello. Kia ora, everyone. Thanks for having me. That's all right. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. Real good? I'm doing real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. real good. It's yeah. just a warm in the studio and mm-hmm. I'm having a nice time. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm, g- I'm glad you're having a nice time. <laughs> yes. So you have released a book your debut book actually yeah in april yeah yeah which is massive it is massive yeah so uh for like a bit of background i guess for anybody who doesn't know me um hello my name is eliana gray and i wrote some poems Mm -hmm. and then ended up with a book of them and then somebody wanted to publish them which was an australian publisher and Uh then they found it and then they printed it, and now you can buy You're it. You're an official author with a book. My name's on the spine and everything. Wow. And I wrote everything in it. Your book has a spine? I know, I know. It's, like, really weird. It also has, like, blood and veins and a lot yeah. of other really gross shit. But, yeah. um, no, it's good. And it's, like, in libraries, and it's going to be, like, in bookstores, mm-hmm. and you can, like... Yeah, you can you can buy it. You can buy it from me. Mm-hmm. You can buy it from their website www.girlsonkey.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how did you get in touch? Like, did they get in touch with you or like? I actually entered a competition. Which to anybody out there who's sort of like wondering, I've got lots of writing and how do I get published and like what? How do you do that stuff? That looks that seems really hard because that's kind of where I was at and mm-hmm. I never intended to one write a book. Or to really like seek publishing, but then a yeah. friend of mine sent me a link to a competition that the publisher was running, and so it was free to enter, and you just sent them like a sample of your manuscript, mm-hmm. and then what you ended up winning was being published by them. You know, yeah. so it's essentially and like and a lot of publishing houses, and especially a lot of smaller publishing houses, will do these kind of competitions to get manuscript scripts manuscript submissions so anybody out there who sort of like has you know poetry short stories whatever like a little collection that you are kind of like looking to publish Mm -hmm. I think competitions is a really great way to start yeah definitely Um, because you've got nothing to lose really it's like you've already written the stuff materials where it's like Exactly. Exactly. And definitely, like, you know, I, and for me, like, when I saw who the publisher was, they specifically work with uh, women and gender non um, conforming creatives. So for me, I knew that my work would resonate with them. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of made sense. So, yeah, that's um, Mm. Ellie's, like, publishing 101 lesson over. (laughs) And, like, obviously, a publishing company or any kind of company that, like, you know, says that they. Like and they like through their actions as well support non-binary and like female creative people. Like obviously their following is going to be more of those people as well, which is yeah. also like a great way to, you know, just ex- to have some exposure, I suppose. Totally, and yeah. I it also just m- means that for me, I knew that my work would. Well, I mean, there's no way that I could know this beforehand, but this is what I assumed, and it ended up being true. Yeah, is that I knew that my work would be respected in the way that I wanted it to be respected. Exactly. So like yeah. yeah, especially for myself like as a gender nonconforming person like that you know you don't want I mean whatever your work is and whoever mm. you are you want your especially when like the poems that I write are quite hyperpersonal. Mm. Um and so there's a lot of myself in the book mm. and you want your identity and yourself to be treated with respect. And yeah. so I think finding spaces that are going to allow for that is really important. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I was really lucky that like my proofreader and my editor 
both super amazing, like respectful, conscious, awesome people. Mm -hmm. Also, my proofreader, Ray White, they have an amazing book of poetry Whoa. called Milk Teeth, which won like a th thousand prizes and is awesome, and you should buy that too. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Milk Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're making a zine together, and you should oh. buy that too. Just save all your money. Wow. Oh, you're pumping out stuff. I know. Hell yeah. Um, so, how long have you been working on this book for? Um, the. L yeah, so like I said, I never intended to write a book, but the oldest poem's in it. Yeah. So there was never any kind of like conscious process of me like being like, I'm writing this poem and mm. it's for my book. You know, it just, I was writing poetry because that was what was helpful for me. Yeah. Um, but the oldest poems in it are probably from 2013. Wow. No, not probably, definitely. They're from The oldest poems in the book are from 2013. Yeah. There's a couple of them. And they were written when I was actually at Otago Uni, mm -hmm. and I was doing Emma Neal's uh, creative writing paper, yeah. like poetry workshop, awesome paper. Yeah. If you get a chance to get, I don't even know if they still offer it, I don't go here anymore, <laughs> but it was really cool. I don't cool. go here either, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're not students. Fingers crossed it is. <laughs> yeah, well, if it is, you should take it. Yeah. But, um, and that was really, that really energized me to get back into writing poetry and yeah. really sort of showed me that it was a avenue that I really liked playing with. Mm -hmm. And so the first poems that I really loved probably, yeah, came from that workshop. But then the bulk of the book was written uh, in, I would say, 2016. 16, yeah. yeah. And by that point, did you like ever consider, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to put this in a book? Or was it still just, you were just, like, pumping out poems? But, like... I was still just pumping them out, but yeah. I definitely knew that... Um, yeah, well, it was interesting because I was so focused on music at that point. Um, mm. I'm also... Oh, hello, listeners. I'm in a couple bands. Oh. And that was taking up a lot of my time last year uh -huh. in, like, a really fun, cool way. Yeah. Um, but it meant that when I was writing poems, that was my kind of, like, a creativity for fun's sake because mm -hmm. music was sort of like the job so it's like you know we were gigging a lot and I was having to do like a lot of publicity and management and promotion stuff yeah. so music was feeling less kind of like unbridledly creative yeah. and so poetry at that point was just my like my outlet my, my fun thing yeah, that I just got outlet. to do for myself and I didn't have to really think about it like occasionally I would submit to a journal but yeah not really in any serious way I was never thinking of poetry in a career sense mm, as I mm. was at music at that point mm. um, and now it's completely the opposite and yeah. I've spent the last like six months just doing poetry stuff yeah. and like almost no music and now I'm like just totally focused on that yeah you're just like trying to find a good balance in between these things <laughs> but that's yeah. hard sometimes I kind of like the all I do like that this year has been so much focused on poetry yeah um, because I think that with any creative industry there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes mm. if you're trying to get yourself to a place where you can even slightly subsist off of it. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I quickly realized that trying to pursue both music and poetry in that way at the same time mm -hmm. was going to result in one incredibly burned out and unhappy oh. me. Uh, but I didn't get to that place and yeah. did, you know restructured my life yeah. and here we are and so I'm a happy, happy, healthy person. <laughs> You're an inspiration for all of us creative folks out there. Better living, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> um, so what would you say was, like, uh, the main inspiration for, like, your poems? If, if you could point, pin it down to one thing. Okay. Or, or a handful, uh, let's say. 
a few things. I'm going to pin it down to two different things. Mm -hmm. One's like the the meta theme. Uh, And the second, oh, first of all, yeah, light trigger warning, both for what we're about to talk about and Mm -hmm. for my book. The book discusses themes of trauma and grief and PTSD and mental illness, but Mm -hmm. yeah, more specifically centered around experiences of PTSD. Uh, So the kind of like impetus behind the book and what I feel like the book is sort of a capsule of is a time in my life when uh, I'm a survivor of sexual violence mm-hmm. and that is obviously something that I've needed to like deal with and process because yeah. it messed me up in it's a what few ways. That yeah. Goes for it. yeah, yeah, fair enough. So there was like some unpacking that needed to be done mm-hmm. and some like therapy and like some work. Yeah, uh, and as a part of doing that, um, poems were really helpful and integral. And so then I have ended up with a collection of poems that's kind of about healing. What even is that? How do we do it? Yeah. Uh yeah and I and I guess just kind of, it's sort of to me it's trying to be just really like an a snapshot of what my life was like at that point and the yeah. reason that I think that I mean okay also I think it's very important to note that something that I've realized recently is that if I the book isn't explicitly about sexual violence mm, mm. you know so it's like I think that for me, it's obviously framed like that because I know yeah. what the experiences are and I know what I'm writing about. Yeah. But I think more broadly, it's about just kind of like healing from traumas that we endure. And yeah. I think in that sense, it's really universal. And also, like, it's funny because life is weird and yeah. healing is weird. Yeah. And, like, even, you know, trauma is this kind of, like, surreal thing sometimes and how it affects memory mm. and just all of these sort of, like, big topics that feel even ec- more surreal because we're told that we're not supposed to talk about them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's really difficult to, like, open up to people about mental health and, you know, feeling, like, suicidal and, yeah. like, l- losing people and grieving and, like, yeah. all this sort of stuff that nobody ever really wants to talk to you about or only wants mm. to talk to you about in very specific ways. Mm. And so mm. something that I think is really important about the book is that it's a representation of the fact that, like, being a survivor, experiencing trauma, experiencing mental illness isn't, like, any one thing and doesn't happen in any one way. Yeah. And... You can... Yeah. You're allowed to talk about it as well. You're allowed to express your trauma. You're allowed to express your pain in any way that you want. And I think that, like, with people that have experienced similar situations to what you have and if they read the book, you know, in all all honesty, it probably will help them heal as well because they'll be like, oh, wow, Mm. like, you're kind of, like like an inspiration I suppose like and like it's yeah. like this person's healing as well and they're using certain things to like I don't know maybe like them reading about your journey is probably going to help them in some way shape or form well this is one of the things that as I experienced I went and flown over to the Newcastle Writers Festival to launch the book in mm-hmm. April and I did a panel discussion when I was there that was kind of about like writing ended up being a lot about writing around trauma and ways to do it mm. safely and healthily and exactly yeah as a result of that yeah like people have had experiences like that with the book and I think that something the reason that that happens and I think the reason that it's so important is because there's really scant representation of survivors mm, just like definitely. in all media yeah. and most often the representations are terrible for a lot of reasons that we really don't have time to get into yeah. but basically we need representations of survivors as people yeah. you know like whole functioning people that yeah. deal with a whole bunch of stuff not just mm-hmm. the fact that like they have experienced certain things yeah. and I think that that conversation can be expanded out to like experiencing all different kinds of mental illnesses and a whole bunch of stuff Definitely. and I yeah that's basically something that I really want just for the world yeah I don't want to attach this like sort of heavy meaning to my book but mm. like basically just 
let's um, get more representation for like survivors out there, yeah. especially gender non-conforming survivors, Definitely. because that's a big Actually. old thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird how like I don't know. I, I feel like in our media these days, like sexual assault survivors just tend to be like cis females, and that's pretty yeah. much it. It's like there are so. I mean, it, it happens to literally. Totally. I mean, Anyone and I, from all walks of life. Yeah, and that's a difficult conversation because, like, gen- the gendered part of that violence is huge. Definitely. And, you know, yeah, and that, and, and so, like, I totally understand. Oh, we just need more representation about like all kinds of survivors. Yeah. yeah. In all kinds of ways. Mm, yeah, definitely. that's my that's my hill that I'm gonna well, die on. I think it's. A- <laughs> I think it's a beautiful thing that you're doing, and like obviously towards a bit like bigger picture, it's like a massive step as well. Yeah, and yeah. it's cool because it just means that I get to like go to places, you know, like this writers festival or whatever, and like and, be on yeah. a stage and just be like, hey, I, you know, this happened to me. I'm mm-hmm. like a totally cool, fun person, and I'm really unashamed about it. Mm-hmm. And look at this awesome thing that I made, and you know, I'm having here. I am having a nice time. Yeah, and that is real. I know that is seeing other people do that has been a really powerful experience for yeah. me like when I've been struggling yeah. um, and I had some really cool conversations with people as a result of them having that experience at the Writers Festival mm. and it's just kind of nice it's like vulnerability this is my other hill that I want to yeah. die on and what the book is also about is that like vulnerability is super important and it feels really scary mm. but it's like if you're doing vulnerability in like a safe cool way we all end up becoming stronger and like feeling safer because often I've found especially through poetry like the things mm. that I sh- share that I feel like the most scared and most vulnerable about often tend to be the topics or the poems or the concepts that everybody else is like, oh my god, me too, I've been waiting yeah, for somebody to say that exactly, my whole life. Exactly. And like, then sometimes yeah. it's like they just kind of lack, or not not lack, but they've just never been able to articulate themselves and yeah. how they feel and stuff. And when someone else says that, you're like, oh my god! Totally! I've been trying to say, like, I don't, I've never known how to put it in words exactly, or like even been really in the environment to express it at all, mm-hmm. and like, you've just done that. Or thought that you couldn't say it, you know? Exactly, like, There's yeah. a lot of, there's poems Stigma. that I've shared before before be, the, be, I've been like after I've written them yeah. I've been like oh I'm a terrible person like this oh. is ugly like this is bad like I can yeah. never share this with anyone mm. and then like I remember having the experience of reading that a poem that gave me that that reaction yeah. out in yeah. front of an audience of like oh I don't know over 50 people or something mm. and so many people came up to me afterwards and were like oh, me too yes, you know you. and they had been feeling all you know like gross and yeah. yuck about it and yeah. then you know then we were all able to feel much less bad and, together and, like kind of heal in some sense together as totally. well like, totally yeah, it's a beautiful thing um so you're going on a book tour in august i am going on a book tour in august but Woo-hoo. do you know what i'm doing before that what are you doing before that so next wednesday uh-huh. me and my super awesome friend who's an also a great poet who you probably have heard on here before uh-huh. jessica thompson carr aka Marty mermaid is we are both reading some poems at the octagon collective poetry reading mm-hmm. it is on june 19th it is at dog with two tails it starts at eight o'clock mm-hmm. you can hear me you can hear jess We'll just have some fun. Mm-hmm. There's an open mic at the end, so if you're feeling super sassy, brave, tender, vulnerable, whatever, yes. if you want to practice some of the radical vulnerability we've been talking about, you can bring a poem. All those hills that we're going to die on. I know! You can come <laughs> die on the hill with me, and I won't have to be alone. But then secondly, I'm going... So I've launched my book in Australia, but I haven't launched it in Aotearoa, which, yeah. like, for me, living here, that feels sad, so we're going to do that. Yeah. 
And the first event is here in Otsuputi on August 22nd, which yes. is the day before National Poetry Day, which is cool. Mm -hmm. It's going to be at Olga Gallery. Also, all this information will be available on the Radio 1 Good Guide. Yes, r1.co.nz forward slash Good Guide. Good Guide. Good Guide. Sorry, carry on. So, <laughs> August 22nd, Olga Gallery, eager to break lunch. You'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be We're going to have like free honey wine getting sent down from Kiwi Spirits Distillery in Tokyo. It's going to be. That sounds fancy, um, fancy. Yeah, I'm really fancy now. Yeah. So we've got like <laughs> drink sponsorship. We're going to have music from Bathysphere, aka yes. Julie Dunn, who is like the most amazing musician ever. Yes. Oh. She's amazing. I love for, her. For anyone who is at the Repulsive Moment oh, Gang at the Crypt, like y'all know what I'm talking about. She's amazing. Yeah. And then we're also having readings from myself, Jess Thompson, mm -hmm. Carrie Lane, and Emma Neal. All amazing poets. It's going to be poetry. It's going to be music. It's mm -hmm. going to be free. There's also going to be free drinks. Like, how can you lose? So you, you should come and you party with us. You win in, like, three different ways. You win in, like, ten, ten different ten, ways. Ten, twenty even. Because then there's, like, friends there. Yeah. And then also, like, feelings, which are super fun. Mm -hmm. And then also maybe there'll be, like, some cuties there and you'll get, like, a cute <laughs> new crush. And then, like, that's a fun thing. A number, perhaps? A number. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what's going to happen. You won't know unless you go. Yeah, August yeah. 22nd, <laughs> Olga Gallery. But even more importantly... Well, no. They're both of equal importance. Very important. You can't, they're Next both week, very important. Yes. You, both, you have to go to both. But June 19th, <laughs> at Dog With Two Tails, uh, it's uh -huh. also going to be a uh -huh. saucy, saucy evening. Saucy, saucy time. Is it a ticketed event? No, it's free. Wow. Everything is free. God damn it. The only, which Amazing. means that you can have money to buy my book, which is not expensive. <laughs> Isn't that wild how that works out? That's pretty wild. I can't wait to buy a book with your name on the spine. Oh my god, <laughs> me neither. I'm gonna buy one too. <laughs> Just so I can sniff it. Oh, that is a great. Yeah, sniffing smell, books is really yeah. fun. I would I, it, the book does smell really good. Mm. I would recommend getting a copy just to sniff it. Yes, that it's like be. scratch and sniff. Yes, I, I wish they'd have like a scented candle version of fresh books. Oh no, I wish you could like scratch like choose like a smell for oh. a different word mm. and then like you scratch the word and then the word smells. Yes, yes, that yeah. sounds great. <laughs> yeah, so that's for my next collection. Uh huh. <laughs> it will be a multi-sensory experience. Of all these plans, amazing. Invoking <laughs> the scratch and sniff. Yeah, amazing. Uh, thank you so much for coming in today. Eliana, Thanks it's always, for having me, always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, ah, you're a pleasure. You're such a bubbly person. Oh, Stop it. Just, wow. I love you. Yeah. All of you out there, I love you too. Uh -huh. Eager to Break is the name of my book. Eliana Gray is my name. You can find it on the internet if you Google it. It's a fun thing. Also, June 19th, Dog with Two Tales, August 22nd, Olga Gallery. Look me up on the net. Let's be friends. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.